Hello and welcome to another Mid Mitten Gaming podcast. We're really excited that you're joining us tonight, and uh, we have some we have some great stuff uh, for you this evening. We're gonna do some hobby progress. We're gonna talk about uh, uh, the Falcarn Adventures, which uh, I love, and for Free Blades. And then uh, we are, we actually have two pretty exciting announcements for you later tonight and so stick around till the end of the episode to hear those you're not going to want to miss it you know especially if you uh use the web store gadzooks you're really not going to want to miss it so uh anyway uh we'll jump into some hobby progress so juice uh what what's your hobby progress so um other than working still on the Eye of the Serpent campaign, I hope that you were able to check out my little teaser in the Freeblades players page. Um, that will be releasing later this month, and I have completed the final draft, and I am ready for it to launch. So I hope you guys can play. Follow along in your local group. You can also use uh, TT uh, Simulator on there on Steam if you are still you know, isolating or anything like that. TTS, but. Uh, yeah. Yeah, TTS. It should be a great time. Um, other than that, though, my hobby progress is working on some floors. Woo! Uh, have not done any model type things or any kind of uh, fun Make, things. Making <laughs> your wife happy by replacing some floors that she hates. Yes. Well, it makes me happy too. It's nice to see it, mm -hmm. but I just am not happy when in the teardown process, but in the yeah. completion process, it's very good life lessons. Yeah. And you know, your marriage is strong when you can do projects like that and still be together at the end of the week. So oh there gosh. you go. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, for me, um, my wife also tore up the house, uh, but doing some organizing. <laughs> Say it uh, like that. Yeah. No, Next organizing, time, organizing. <laughs> uh, Anyway, uh, my hobby progress, I've been cracking on with some O12 from Infinity, uh, getting them uh, put together and started uh, base coating a number of these. I got white to do on them yet. I got a little bit of white. Anyway, looking at them now. I have also put together the bases, um, starter work on the bases for my Adepticon uh, competition painting army thing. That I've been mm, working nice. on, so I got that going too. So that's been pretty exciting. Uh, it's a top secret project that isn't that secret. So anyway, it's for Free Blades. I'm really excited about it. I'm super excited to get these models on the on the field, and um, that might happen sooner than later. I think I'm gonna play them in your campaign. I'm not sure yet, though. Ooh, very nice. I yeah. thought you were. I didn't know if you were doing them for GT or for Adepticon. So no, it's for Adepticon. At the GT, I'm gonna play Tracerites, the force I painted up for nice uh, whatever uh, for the Adepticon last year. Anyway, yeah. So, speaking of GT, if you have not signed up yet, please go in there, sign up for your free blade spot. Uh, it is very helpful for price support and all that if yep. you sign up early. So get in there, sign up. You know, um, they are a tournament prize support type uh, con. So when you sign up, you know, and you're looking at everything, like keep in mind, there's uh, the price point includes, you know, quite a bit of prize support, especially yeah, if you get so the early bird. Here, here's a couple of things. I'll just, I'll just share the scene as you brought that up. Sign up for the GT. It's fantastic. So it, it is $40 for the North American Free Blades Championships. Um, but what that gets you before any prize support even is uh, I have some acrylics 
that we are going that we are printing off, and that's part of your registration cost. So you're going to get some acrylics, uh, like it might be objective markers, or it might be a widget, a measuring widget. We're not sure yet. I'm I'm still working that out, but uh, you're going to get three to five objective markers per player. So that's pretty cool. And then uh, you're also going to get uh, we got a first overall trophy. It's a giant engraved mug. I have two of them that I'm looking at right now. And then we have a best painted trophy for that as well. Not to mention, DGS is throwing in, as always, the coin. And then uh, we got Master Crafter coins coming too. And so uh, that's that. there'll be some information I think Matt's going to release on that. Actually, don't quote me on the Master Crafted coins, because I don't know what they're doing, but... I remember, hmm. I remember Matt, <laughs> Matt. I remember you saying something about a uh, painting competition. So that, but yeah, normally there's that. some kind of modeling slash painting competition yep. and board competition. So just be working on that, and if for all else, just to have a sweet, yep. like display and, board or something. And then the GT. So the rest of you, after that stuff is taken care of, the rest of it goes to uh, most of the rest of it goes to prize support, and so. We should have a great collection of stuff for you, but you got to sign up early because as they uh, as it gets closer and closer to the date, uh, that price support doesn't come in. And so, you know, we want to make sure that you guys get the best prizes ever. My goal usually when I run the GT is everybody walks away with something. And so that's usually my goal because they give us such great support there. So anyway, sign up for the Michigan GT. It's also the North American Freeblades Championships, and we have a Friday encounters game for you and a Saturday, uh, Sunday mini campaign for you after the finals. So we got a number of things that you can make a free blades weekend out of it. And it should be, it'll be a ton of fun. I really enjoy the GT every year. Yeah, definitely. So, and DGS that, will be there. DGS will be there. Yeah. So, all right. Falcar and adventures. Yes. With that, we are going to dive into our next thing. It is the witch cat and his friends. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk uh, about we'll talk about that later. Uh, you you were telling me some kind of interesting lore about the Falcarins. You you want to share that with me? You were just saying saying that. Yeah. So um, it's kind of interesting. I did not know that they were a break off of the tribes of Valor. Uh, their leader actually rallied them together against the Trazerites, <clears throat> was part of the Wolf Clan, and um, yeah. So he kind of formed this ragtag group, and then afterward. Um, they started to break up into um, their kind of own kingdom. They kind of remind me a lot um, as far as their like politics. Um, they are not not necessarily like a what's it called? Not they're not feudal, but they have um, a, a lot of knights, and their military is made up of different types of knights like over different elements and different things um they also have like some very unique the blade sworn and wizards and some other stuff like that too so uh yeah more on that in just a little bit but yeah they are definitely rich in lore and um well you had uh there was like an order of knight defender or we know the knight defender we'll talk about him but the knight chancellor 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 Knight Cancellor? Yeah. So the knights are um, anyone who studied under Jorvar, which was the leader there, uh, closely knew the extent, and this is directly from World Anvil, and time in which his time among the Trazerites influenced him. He was taken as a hostage as a failed raid in his youth, spent many years in one of the Trazerite 
um, areas and he studied them. So anyway, all that to say, um, the he and his generals are designed after or designed Falcarn's knighthood along the lines of the nine energies of the Gaul, which is their like uh, deity, I think, in yeah. order to to uh, make a clean break with their totemic heritage. So there's Knight Defender, which is over Earth, Ascender, Air, Mariner, Water, Provoker, Fire, Arrester, which is Ice, Illuminator, Aether, Illusion, Void, and Rage. Um, or Rager, it's over Force. So yeah, there's a lot of lore there. Definitely check it out on World Anvil, which everyone has the basic, if you did not know, access to that. If you have the core rulebook purchased, is that right, Jeff? Yeah, if you have the core rulebook, you have a basic uh, introductory level to access to information there yeah and then you can also go in and kind of up your subscription to get a lot more content which they'll they cover under their um their subscription patreon. stuff patreon yeah patreon yep. yeah blade sworn i think is only five dollars so you can check that out um yeah well the falcarn adventures their uh starter box actually i i really like it i do think it's a pretty strong starter box i said that about the Erdegar as well but uh, it, it is a really strong starter box that I enjoy quite a bit. So it's uh, their tactics are really great. They're fantastic. Yeah, they're <laughs> um, very sneaky. It's the Falcaran tactics. That's their, like, faction rule. Um, basically, uh, if it's led by a Jindal Bladeseeker, prior to the initiative roll, you can either give, you can give yourself either plus one or minus one die level to your initiative roll. So if you really want to go second, you could roll a d8 instead of a d10. Or if you really want to go first, you could roll a d12 instead of a d10. Hope you spike to, it every time. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, to try to get those uh, those little extra things. So the yeah. models... Uh, sorry. The models there that come in the starter set are the Jendal Blade Seeker. That's your leader. We have a Fire Wizard that comes in there. Caradol uh, Blade Sister. The Knight Defender, and those are going to be your four heroes. And then it also comes with a Pikeman, I really like him, and a Sailor. And so let's dive in with the Jendal Bladeseeker. Uh, actually, I, I want, uh, usually we do the leader first. Let's do the caster first. <laughs> Juice, okay. you like the Fire Wizard, tell us why. Because of fire. No, it's just the end. No, I'm just kidding. Because uh, it burns so, stuff. <laughs> yeah. All right. So the fire wizard, um, honestly, uh, energy magic, another thing of their lore, energy magic is rare among the Falcar or uh, Falcar wizards, which is kind of funny um, because the fire wizard is part of that. So he's actually kind of special. But um, he just has, gosh, his spell list is just so good. Um, he's very aggressive. Agreed. Energy magic in general is aggressive. His stats, um, speed 7, D6 Mar. He has a staff uh, with a D6, uh, two-ended, so you can up your defense. So it's static 4. If you choose, you can make it a 5 if you don't use the other end of your staff there in combat. AV2, two life points, D8 discipline, 15 power, and he has a spell guider, which spell guider is going to... He can, he can spend one power additional power to up his uh car die his yeah. car for the purpose of making a ranged attack so like sometimes when you when you cast missile spells you have to make a ranged attack after you cast it to try and hit the target and that's going to be off your car he can up his die level to a d12 to hit with 
Yeah. That's what Spellguider does. But let's go over the funnest part of him, which is going to be his spell list. So, a number one on the list for me, and pretty much everybody, especially Jeff here, has got to be Fireball. Okay. I do uh, blast people with that. It's a three cost. You place, so it's not randomized, you place a D8 damage, four inch AoE centered on target enemy. It is a, as a missile spell, though. Um, and it also has the flame keyword, so it catches things on fire. Um, the flame keyword's yeah. worth talking about. If if you uh, if it has a flame keyword, um, and um, if a model gets hit with it, so they actually if you're gonna roll damage with a like with the fireball against the model, they didn't pass their agility test. Um, they get a fire token at the end of the at at that activation as well, and then at the end of the movement phase, if they didn't get rid of the fire token, they take a D6 damage. Yep, and then like all AOEs or most AOEs in this, um, if you miss with your target, correct me if I'm wrong, but this would scatter or yep. no because it functions like a missile spell? No, I mean it's a missile spell, same with any other AOE missile thing, so it scatters. Okay, yeah, so then there you go. Um, so that's even, I've had it before where <laughs> scatter just annihilated me worse than the actual target would have. But... Uh, so next spell, um, there's so many to talk about on here. I, I mean, but I'm not going to go over all of them in a lot of detail. But I think Flaming Weapon is uh, definitely a, a mention here. One cost, target gains plus one dice level damage for one weapon of your choice. That weapon also gains flame. So all of a sudden in your Jindal Blade Seeker and his awesome blade uh, is plus one dice level damage. And it has the flame keyword again. So you are catching stuff on fire. Um, causing more damage potentially. Yep. Um, and then I, th I think Flame Skin is another one. It's just also another one cost, but those that are in contact are already, or, or sorry, that contact or go into contact or already in contact, sorry, I'm tripping on my words here, um, with the target must make an immediate agility test five or suffer D6 damage. So basically, uh, your model explodes into flames and anything that touches him has to make an agility test or takes d6 damage careful if you stand off with the guy that you cast flame skin on your model standing off will have to make that agility test as well there you go and that happens a lot with the pikeman i'm sure yeah <laughs> don't make that mistake anyway yeah and then um i mean there again like i said there are a lot um i i think that's the majority of like the um Good the ones. ones that, yeah, I mean, there's, oh, gosh, they're all good. But there's also a cone. Let's do cone of fire, too. That's cone of fire just is just what it says. It's a D8 damage cone with flame template. So, again, you're putting out those flame tokens, you're getting that damage. I mean, he is just, he's just, like, so good at just blasting things. And then he also has some defensive stuff there as well. So energy magic in general is like that. I, and I enjoy energy magic a lot. Yep. Um, it's very very aggressive and that kind of matches my play style so but yeah so that is uh, enough about the fire wizard let's go into the jindal check him out he has a great spell list okay uh the jindal blade seeker there he's like, gonna be speed six he's got a d12 mar his kolakar is a d10 uh damage and 
like Juice was saying, if you put Flame Weapon on the Gen Doll, that D10 goes to a D12. It's pretty good. There's not a lot of spells in the game that up your damage die, but that one does. Anyway, he is Defense 5, uh, AV 5, 3 life points, standard for a uh, leader. D12 Discipline, also standard for a leader. And then he's got leader, go figure. Active defense, which means he can make uh, reaction attacks while engaged. And I think in the rear arc. Can you check that for me, Juice? And then uh, he's got parry two. Sword catcher. Sword catcher's a big one. He's got counterattack and missile parry. So this guy can straight up hit a missile out of the air. Uh, like a arrow or something like that. Um, Active defense just says you can make reactions. It doesn't engaged. say anything about back arc. Yeah. Okay. While engaged, you can make reactions while engaged. All right. So anyway, so like if you get piled on, somebody's trying to leave, you can like still whack them. It's pretty good. All right. Anyway, sword catcher. This is like how he works. So this includes deft and expert parries, and expert parries. So expert allows you to re-roll tarches, which is a one on parry attempts because it's expert parry and so he can reroll tarches but in addition he can actually reroll results of two on parry attempts as well so he can reroll ones and twos on his parry attempt deft allows him to repost get a free strike on a threshold eight instead of a ten and so he is a parry machine Especially with that missile parry as well. Now, a note there, he doesn't have expert missile parry. So he can't re-roll ones on missile parry. He can only re-roll ones on parry. But, uh, ones and twos, rather. And so, anyway, he's just, he's really good. He can stand up really well to pretty much any other leader in the game because of that parry two and that sword catcher is really, really fantastic. I like him quite a bit as a leader. He's not my favorite leader, though, and we'll talk about that later. But I really like him. Why isn't he your favorite? No, I'm just kidding. We'll, we'll talk about it. You Do you want to talk about the Knight Defender or the Caradel Blade Sister? <clears throat> so, Caradel Blade Sister, she is speed 6, D10, Mar, <clears throat> Longsword D8 plus 1, which is always great. Uh, defense 5, Armor 5, which I feel like is cheating. Uh, LP is two <laughs> D10 discipline. She's always better than I think. I'm like for her cost. I'm like, what do you, what? And then she is parry two, accurate strike two, and agility D10. The agility is attributing to her extra defense there, I believe. Yep. Um, and then parry two with that. Just for the cost, man. I'm like, like I look at the 28 gold, then <clears throat> you just can't beat that. Like I think of Herodellans with their apprentice knights. And I feel like, in some ways, the Apprentice Knights are not as good at her than one-on-one combat because she has so much. She well, has, she, she has, counters them, though, right? She counters yes, the Apprentice exactly. Knights really hard. She counters any Knights. Accurate Strike, too. And if for those you know listening, Accurate Strike, I think we've gone over it before, but if you reach Threshold 4, is it, or 3? Three? Three. Threshold, threshold three. 3 on your attack, with then uh, their armor is automatically reduced. Their um, is to four, correct? Not not reduced. So there, no, that accurate strike is on a threshold three. They are minus, or they they treat their armor as X minus or five minus X. There we go. On a threshold three, they treat their armor as five minus X. 
So accurate strike two, if she gets three above their defense, or if they parry, she needs to get three above whatever they roll on their parry attempt to hit. Her uh, Their armor goes from a six to a three. That's what that three? does. It's because five it's, minus it's two? five minus two. Okay. So, dang. It's just stupid. She's so good. Yeah, this is like <laughs> so she counters anybody that's out there with like heavy armor. She counters them. Um, all right. I'll let Juice. I'll let you sit in that for a minute. All right. <laughs> anyway, get her. She's good. <laughs> don't use her against me. He's already <laughs> crying. Let's talk about a heavy armored guy. Uh, the Knight Defender. This guy's speed five. Why? Because he's in heavy armor. Uh, he's got a D10 to hit. Uh, war, he uses a Warhammer, so that's a D8 plus one. Nice, nice weapon there. And then he has a f- defense of five, and that includes a shield. He is armor value six, two life points, D10 discipline, so he's pretty standard. But then he's got parry one with that Warhammer. Hardened, so critical damage against him has to be a threshold 15 to achieve an actual crit. He's got Fortress, which allows him to use his shield in his rear arc, and he can't be piled on. And Mountaineer, so he treats uh, rocky terrain as easy. And then he's got Strength D10, so that's what is plus one. You get that entire package for 29 gold. He's he's fantastic. For the <laughs> low, know. low price of, <laughs> of awesome. <laughs> Mountaineer's yep. just annoying on him. I remember this one time I'm like, aha, my positioning, it is perfect. I <laughs> you can't reach me, and then it's like <laughs> He walks, he charges right up the hill at you. Totally. So he's really good. Um you wanna talk about the pikeman or the sailor? I'll talk about the pikeman, because to be honest with you, the sailor um Though as good in stats, I have trouble with the fiddly bits on him. So I never have good experiences with him. Like he always like he's a great model, but I always end up like hitting him on something. But I guess you, I do the pikeman too. I don't have know. Have you even played played it with against him? Played? Yeah, against him. Okay. I never. I, I've never played. I, I don't know if I've ever played Falcon actually, but I played I against him have. enough between you and Scott and Jake and all that stuff. So. Yeah, for sure. But anyway, so um, the um, the pikeman, the, the pike guy man. who holds up other people's heroes, <laughs> holds up other people's heroes. Okay. I have a hero. He's just a uh, follower. Pikeman's like stop. Anyway, <laughs> so as given by the name, he is a man with a pike. Maybe <laughs> uh, he's in heavy armor. I don't know chainmail, but speed six. Mar D6. Uh, he has D8 damage on the pike, which is great. It has impact, standoff 2, and unruly. Unwieldy. So imp- oh, unwielding. Sorry. Yeah. So you you go over that rule because I don't have it memorized. But impact, if you charge, you get to uh, get advantage on the roll there on the uh, for the roll. attack. Or damage. damage. It's just damage. Okay. Assault and is then- attack. Impact is damage. All right. Perfect. Thank you. Um uh, but standoff too, I know what that does without. <laughs> and what that does is, unlike other models like the Spearman and um, Haradel, um, this model can stand off uh, on a standoff model. So imagine, if you will, a uh, Falcaren 
you know, so-and-so up there, uh, your Jindal Blade Seeker. And then somehow, um, I don't know how, who would have standoff one, maybe like a Failure Swordsman. Or you know? Pikeman. Yeah, Pikeman, because it counts as standoff or standoff you know, yep. too. So you have two Pikemans behind one model, and they all be active in that combat, assisting or attacking that model. Um, you can pile on or you know stack them up in a line of three models and still count. Where normally with a spear you can only uh, with standoff one you can only you know do one do it do one model. So uh, so he's really great. He has some strategies there. Defense five, armor five, so very respectable for a follower. One life point. D six discipline, which you're using him in standoff most of the time. This uh, you know it's it, he's just there to try to get that extra damage in for the most part. Um, cost on him is going to be 15 gold though so he is a little bit pricey but for the five defense five av i feel like and, and standoff two and all that you can't really beat that that's a really good follower for the price yeah and impact is really good i like impact um he is unwieldy what this means is uh if he's piled on he doubles the negative that he gets to his yeah because he's like and he can't do the whole snap of spear in half and yep and it is a pike, so standoff gives you counterattack, so if somebody charges you, you can strike first if you just stand there and take it. Or you can charge him back and you get impact. So, or, you can, or you can break his stupid stick, throw it on the ground. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, right. Seriously. It's a really sweet model, too. I like the sculpt a lot, um, yeah. armor-wise and stuff. I It's one of the ones that I see on the field, and I'm like, that looks really, really sweet. I got, I'm looking at two of them over there, and I'm like, man, I should probably paint those guys up. Anyway. They're primed. All right, so uh, we're going to go on to the Sailor. Speed 7, D6. Yeah, that D6 Mar. Uh, he's got a Cutlass, which is a D6 plus 1 weapon. Uh, dis uh, deceptively good. And then uh, he's got a, a ranged attack rating. So all of DGS's starter boxes come with some form of a ranged attack in there. And the Sailor is, there, is uh, the... Falcarans. And so he has a D6 RAR, and then he uses a grappling hook, or a grappler as it's called, uh, D6 damage. This has pull, so you can do an opposed strength test against the same size or smaller base, and pull them X amount, of, I think it's like D4 inches towards him. Uh, I may have used this to pull a uh, life taker off a second story building, causing her to fall. Anyway, uh, he also has scale, which gives him plus two dice levels to his climb checks. So D10 climb with that boy. And the best thing about the grappler, it is a throne weapon. Yes! So you can run and chuck it, or you can charge and chuck it. And so, uh, whatever. It's range, awesome. It's range is two, four, six inches. <laughs> so you're danger close when you're using this. One time I crit a uh, Kazarik bear rider guy um and did three life points with the grappler to him uh he died he died hard so he died hard two of them what a jerk anyway uh the so the sailor comes in at at uh what is it defense four armor two one life point d6 uh discipline and his only talent is amphibious so he treats water as easy his only talent and he uh comes in at eight gold it's like my mom told me so for for the price i really like the sailor i charge him up and chuck the grappler grappler at whoever's around i don't even care 
Or you can use him as an objective runner because <laughs> he's like Jindal Blade Seeker. Yeah. <laughs> Get back here, Dad. <laughs> Dad. Uh, that's not in the lore oh, that we know gosh. of. <laughs> You're not my daddy. <laughs> Uh, anyway gosh anyway well that's awkward yep yeah so uh yeah so that completes the starter box um jeff so you want to talk about something special here but where would you go from the starter box then so i would honestly i would pick up a forester and his companion the witch cat and there's two reasons for this um one they are great they're a great combo it like falcar they're like shtick if you will like every faction kind of has like a thing that's kind of unique to the faction um you know trazerites ride dinosaurs kazark all have die hard elves all have uh the trillions all have um arboreal things like that Trees. not actually <laughs> they don't kidding. all they don't all have arboreal the we'll get to that they mostly all have bows though uh, they have a lot, a of, lot bows. of them. Yeah. They anyway, have a half naked man that runs the, through the forest blind. <laughs> yeah, and murders people. We'll talk about him <laughs> in a later episode. That's for another episode. All right. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I like him. Anyway, the uh, the Falcarans here, the witch, the uh, forester and the witch cat are bonded, and so what I want to talk about is the Aegeus. Um. And the Aegeus is, and sorry if I'm mispronouncing that, but the Aegeus is a group within Falcar. It's part of the lore. It is a demon-hunting cadre. They roam around the Arlian, and they uh, vanquish demons that spawn there through the Witch and Fae Gates. Yeah, the Arlian is a giant, mysterious forest. There's some great lore. And if you come to the Michigan GT and play in the encounters scenario, you might experience some of that lore um, or the campaign. And so uh, we're focusing on the Arlian for those. But uh, yeah, so the Forester and Witchcat are bonded, which means that they both get plus one, I think it's defense, plus one defense if they're within six inches of each other. And the Witchcat can use the Forester's Discipline for all purposes. So he goes from a D8 to a D10, which is yeah, plus one great. defense, and you can use your master's discipline. Yep. Yep. And so that's really good. I also like the forester because he is D10 plus one to hit with both his longsword and longbow, and with his longbow he ignores moving penalties, and he ignores cover. So he's a D10 plus one, and you don't get your cover, and he can move and shoot you. So you can keep up with his witch cat, speed 8, he's speed 7, and shoot you. I really like this combo. And so the Aegeus, again, is in the lore. It's a forester and a witch cat. It's, or it's two foresters and their witch cat companions. So two foresters, two witch cats. And then the other heroes to flesh it out. Oh, I'm going to let you talk about one of these guys. Do you want to talk about Shadowhunter or the Jinkar? The Jinkar. I figured you'd want to talk about him. So the Shadowhunter is their leader. His faction ability is been there, seen that. They uh, treat, uh, what is it? They pass all hero models. In a, yeah, yeah, sorry. Hero models in a free band led by him pass morale, fear, and 
um, terrifying tests on target number three instead of target number four, which is actually very helpful <laughs> as I found out. But this guy has armor, so he's a caster with armor, but he doesn't take any penalties for casting in that armor. Uh, so he's armor four, and then he's got a d8 pl uh, plus one longsword. Now he is a leader with a d8 mar, but he's got his Varanic rights and he has spell dancers, so he can cast while engaged. And he doesn't take the he doesn't provoke an attack while engaged. He does take the negative four to casting while engaged, but he doesn't provoke the attack while engaged. Now, does he not provoke attacks from multiple models or just one? It's all models. Uh, if all you models, cast okay. a spell or counter spell while engaged, this does not trigger a reaction by any enemy. Nice, yeah. He is he's really good, and I believe he's the only leader caster right now, right in all the groups yes he is the only leader caster until uh, september ish uh maybe october yep. anyway but the reason the shadow hunter is so good one he uses veranic rights uh we're not going to talk about his spells here except for Aaliyah's light which target model is minus two dice level for all attacks targeting it so anybody targeting it in melee is minus two dice level uh mar to do so so that's Aaliyah's light the reason the Shadow Hunter is so good is because of the Gen Car. Juice, you can take it. You can take it away. Make sure you're so, leaving the leader companion. So when and what it means by leader companion is when bonded, when they're taken together, and um, in a in a, in your group in your thing, he the Gen Car gains the leader companion stats, which makes him a speed seven which stays the same as his regular companion stats. well because you can, his... take, you can take the the shadow hunter as a, a regular caster or you can take him as your leader so if you take him as your regular caster it's a caster companion if you take him as a leader it's the leader companion either way yeah. you have to have the shadow hunter to have the gen card yeah, and keep in mind too with that leader caster thing. So if you take him as your leader, you cannot take an additional caster. So you right. cannot take a Jenkar because he fills both slots essentially, and um, as your caster and your leader in that case. So you can't take a fire wizard with the shadow hunter. You would only take the shadow hunter as your leader, or you'd take shadow hunter as your caster with whoever as your leader, Jindal, etc. Um, but yes, so the uh, leader companion version of the Jankar is a Mar of D12, which is amazing. Uh, caster companion version is D10. Uh, Byte is at a D8. He is uh, defense 5, AB2. Yeah, kind of. Life points 2, D D10 discipline with the leader companion. Now here's here's where this model just gets amazing. The, First of all, is, the sculpt is awesome. Yeah, this but, is why um, he's only kind of defense 5. <laughs> Only kind of. So, here we go. So, he has Spirit, Dodge 2, Protector, Bonded Shadow Hunter. So, there's his extra defense, Witch Sight, Demon, and Agility D12. So, Dodge 2 at Agility D12 with Spirit. So, Spirit, I don't know if we've really talked about a whole we lot. Have not. Spirit, what that allows you to do is uh, you go between between planes essentially you are plus one av and plus one defense versus attacks that are not magical so now this base five defense six if you're within six six inches of your leader or, or the the shadow hunter and then an additional plus one defense if i'm not mistaken if their attacks aren't magical so now we're sitting at a fancy defense seven yeah. av 
AV3, right? Yeah, AV3. He's a little squishy on that end. If you hit him. And then if you manage to get past Defense 7, which is a feat by itself, then he has two dodges at Agility D12. So, And the, the sweet combo here is the Shadow Hunter casts Aaliyah's Light on the Gen Cart. So now whoever's fighting the Gen Cart is not rolling their D10 or their D12, whatever. They're rolling a D6 or a D8 to hit that 7. Yeah, and in addition with Spirit, it's jam-packed. So you also are not slowed by any terrain that allows... or uh, uh, You're not slowed by any terrain. Always automatically passes mobility tests without rolling and may move through terrain with impass- the impassable keyword, but may not end his movement in that. So essentially, you discoporiate or you turn into this ghost mode kind of thing, and you um, go through any terrain you want at full speed if you want to. Uh, keep in mind the shadow hunter does not have this wonderful ability uh, naturally so he cannot follow and stay in that six inch bubble with that but i've seen it many many times where i've been flanked charged uh, any number of stupid wonderful tactics that this this jankar does and once you get him there he stays there i have not seen the jankar even with good hits drop in less than like two or three turns. And that was with luck on the other player's side. Um, He, his damage is a D8. So, I mean, his damage is respectable. He definitely does a couple wounds, but you're, you're mostly using him to um, secure objectives, those kind of things. um, If we're talking to strategy objectives, I watched this guy run up the field, somebody run up the field, face through a solid wall just to like contest an objective. Yeah, and um, yeah, so he's he's awesome. Protector, so uh, we've gone over that a little bit, but as long as any of your models are engaged with the Jankar, the Jankar uh, basically has to be the first one or... The uh, only one. The only one targeted until he's dead. So if you're and piling then, on a model, this is what it is. If you're piling on a model, the mod- the enemies that are engaged with the Jankar must attack the Jankar only. So this prevents the use of sweep or other things that multiple attacks. You can't spread them out. You have to hit the gen car. Yeah, definitely. So he is—he's really great. Um, he can be used offensively and defensively really well. I feel like. Yep. Um. Yeah. So that's the gen car. He's really good. And then spirit allows you to discoporiate, which means you. Uh, kind of turn invisible or like shift between worlds a little bit and um you can only be targeted by magical attacks at that point and you also can't target other people um but that you can only be targeted by magical attacks so if he get, does get himself into a bad pickle he just boop discoporiates out of it yeah there's a lot with him there really is Anyway, so I would I would pick up the uh, Forester and the Witch Cat off the starter set, and then uh, and then I would uh, pick up another one of each of those, and then I would pick up the Jinkar and the Shadow Hunter as well. Yeah, and then with that, you've got options. Basically, you have two free bands you can make with that. Yep, and i i took the I took the Aegeus as purely lore because I think it's awesome the Demon Hunter Cadre. I love it. So I took them purely for lore's sake to uh, a tournament here in Michigan. And yeah, I won the tournament with them. 
So including I, I had to fight, and it was a ranged, predominantly ranged list, and I had to face down two of those bears charging down towards me. Um, and sa Stoneclaw Savages, that's what they're called. Thank you. Uh, brain. Anyway, so I had to face down two of those, and I was able to hold my own against it, and yep, it, you gotta play smart with it, because you are pretty squishy force. The only, like, tank is the gen car. Everybody else is really squishy. Um, and your highest damage die is a D8 in the entire list, so you got you don't have any, like, high damage to, like, take out those heavy armored guys. But if you play smart, you can... Uh, do really well with it. It was a really fun list to play, and I still enjoy it. So, yeah, definitely. So, um, check I, out I the Falcarns. Yeah, I was like, I think that completes the ages. So there's a there's a lot of other it good does. models. Um, they if you like, uh, they give me the feel of like Rangers from Pathfinder D and D because they like everybody has animal companions, is you know, in some way. Yeah, Paracure, <laughs> Paracure Scout, you know. Their kind, of, their companion up. He rides his companion, but yeah. As far as like tactics too for the whole faction goes, they're really versatile. Um, so for for the most part, um, you can build a good range list with them. You can build a good mate like just melee. You could build them towards attrition. I mean, they're really good all rounders. They're known for the Falcarn adventurers. So they're kind of like a D and D party, if you will. Um, mm -hmm. Your typical, you know, so. When you're looking into this faction, if you just want options, then they I think they've got just about everything for you, and they also have some sweet um, animal models too. So, yeah, so you can you can play whatever place whatever playstyle fits you. These guys will work. Except the only thing they don't do is the really finesse agile kind of list. They have a couple of models in the I think the Nightmariner. Nope, she doesn't have it. The only model that they have with like harasser, elusive, that sort, or blade dancer is the paracure, um, and the paracure scout. So those are their only two like fast models or whatever, or like uh, dodgy models sort of thing. What am I trying to say? No, yeah, they're the only models that have skills that allow you to move and attack or do those kind of things. Leave combat and attack. Yeah. That's what I'm trying yeah. to say. Because so they everybody's dodgy, but not yeah. necessarily. They don't tend to that, but they are. They're also parry magnets and or parry parry batteries, and so they lots of parry within the list. Um, so they're they're really fun to play, I think. And yeah, you get definitely. to bring my favorite model in the list, which is the Failure Swordsman. They also have one of the better ranged followers in the Sheriff's Levy. So yeah, Sheriff's Levy's so good, yeah. Yep. So anyway, you can t check them out. Excellent sculpts. Love them. Uh, really, really enjoy the faction. Had a ton of fun painting up my Knight Defender. You can check him out at Mid, -Mid, Mid Michigan Miniatures on Instagram or Facebook. So, yep. Awesome. Cool. So let's go ahead and talk about the news then, if that sounds Special good. Special announcement. <laughs> Cue music. Um. So yeah. So we have had. Um, We've been in talks, and the first thing we want to talk about is we've had the awesome opportunity to um, get, I guess, if you will, a sponsorship or partnership with uh, Gadzooks Games. So for those of you who don't know, uh, Gadzooks Games is um, a online retailer. 
Um, they um, have a myriad of products from basing materials, terrain, um, Malifaux, Dungeons and Dragons. Um, they have a ton of Wildless Exodus. The list goes on. Um, Dystopian they, Wars. Yep. Yeah, Dystopian Wars. Um, so, yeah, they are a U.S.-based uh, seller located in New Jersey. And they are just, man, they're just an awesome company. Just to give you a little backstory, um, I've bought a lot, or I've bought, I have purchased some things from them. Um, my wife purchased some things from them for uh, Christmas for me. And there were some things that I guess uh, went down. Um, she misordered something or something got lost in stock. I don't know. But um, they just there was worked a with problem really with well. the order. There was a problem with the order, and she was um, contacted them, and they worked great with her. Um, they sent it and made sure it got there before Christmas, you know. And they just they they made sure that happened. And same with uh, me, I had a separate order, Wildless Exodus models. I did from them one time, and um, you know there was something that happened. Now this is not the regular; this is just rare occurrences. But uh, something that happened with the order, and they you know immediately jumped on it and helped me out. And they just they're just great to communicate with, great to talk to. So. With that, if you go shopping at Gadzooks Games, if there's anything that you pick up, again, it's G-A-D-Z-O-O-K-S and then gaming, G-A-M-I-N-G.com. Um, we if will you link will, them in the we'll link them in the description here. So perfect. Yeah. So um, if you uh, get anything from them, what you'll do is, if you will, go into when you go to your cart, you'll go into the notes section and mention that mid mitten gaming podcast or mid mitten gaming sent you. Um, and they will include a surprise gift in your order. It will not show up in your cart. Just keep that in mind. Just make sure you put that in the comments section and they will, um, do that for you. And, um, we're just, we're so happy to be able to, um, be partnering with them and we hope to be doing some reviews on some products and, with them later so uh stay tuned for that yeah we're excited to do those product reviews for you and also let us know what you get like we don't know what the special gift is either <laughs> you know but like mention us in the comments during checkout and uh you will get some kind of a gift in the in your box that will it's mystery so that's kind of fun yeah, that's fun yeah Oh, so that's one of the, that's one of the things that's really excited. We're excited to be sponsored by Gadzooks in that way. Uh, the other thing that's pretty exciting is uh, we also reached out to our good friends over at DGS Games, and they are going to uh, enter into a partnership or a sponsorship with us as well. And so you you got to wait on that one though. We we have we have a green light, but I can't tell you what it is yet. And so we are going to uh, we'll let you know probably in our next episode or so. Uh, don't hold me to that though, because uh, if we record tomorrow, I still won't know anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like in the next couple of episodes, there will be a benefit that you guys will get for shopping at DGS Games. Uh, if you enter in something or something like that, I don't know what the details are yet. Yeah, details are being worked out on that. But yeah. yeah, we're working on we're working on the details. But we have we're we're in partnership with them, and so we're really excited. DGS is a fantastic company. They are probably the best uh, miniatures company I have ever worked with. Period. And um, yeah, I mean, like far and above the best. It's not even a competition. Anyway, so they do, they're great to work with. Uh, they have great models, great game. Um, they also have a lot of really cool vision for the future. 
And so you can, uh, next year's their 10 year anniversary. I don't know if anybody knew that, but there is a lot of awesome stuff planned for next year. And so you'll want to, you'll want to stick around and, and, uh, keep your ear to the ground to hear what they have, uh, what they have for you guys as players and, um, hobbyists coming into the next year. Yeah, definitely. 2022. Crazy. Well, sweet. Um, I don't know. Do you have yeah. anything? Do you have anything else for us there, Juice? Or are we done? No, um, that is it. We are so excited, and we, um, you know, we're just grateful and appreciative for these companies. Um, Absolutely. We've, again, we've had great experiences with them, so we're just happy to be able to be doing that with them. And um, uh, like Jeff said, amazing company DGS is, and uh, you know, I've had great experience with uh, Gadzooks as well. They seem to be really awesome, and I, they continue to be so. Check them out if you haven't already. Get into those games and get yourself some new hobby stuff because um, it's what we like to do here. So <laughs> Yeah. And I will say one other thing. It's another benefit for you guys. As we uh, have these sponsors that are sending us product to review and whatnot, that means we have giveaway fuel. And so uh, we'll be doing some more giveaways coming up in the next few months uh for you guys so keep listening say give, give away fuel it reminds me of water water boy <laughs> what tackling fuel tackling fuel oh my gosh <laughs> all right that's like yeah there you go all right with that guys you guys have a wonderful night or day wherever it is and uh, we yep. hope you enjoyed this episode <laughs> let us know in the comments uh what next faction you'd love to hear about yeah, I think we got uh, somebody mentioned Chakram and Haradel, but uh, guys, throw it out. Let us know what you want to hear about. Also, don't forget, we got a Bushido episode. I won't shut up if I don't <laughs> stop that. We got a Bushido episode in the works, so uh, we'll be talking about Bushido coming up here shortly as well. Okay, I'm done All right. with this. Have All right. a good one. <laughs> good night.